Welcome to Roll with Advantage. In D&D, when you roll with advantage, you get to roll two dice instead of one. So this week, you get two episodes instead of one. Enjoy! Content may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. listeners to WTF you talking about the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do i'm katie and i'm decker and we're here to ask each other what the fuck are you talking about so here's how it goes we've got six categories of topics and the next episode's contents will be determined by the roll of a die the categories are true crime paranormal history and education science and technology entertainment and current events he is trying desperately to open that door, but he doesn't have <laughs> thumbs. Yeah, man. I, I feel bad for him because he's going to push it shut. He is. <laughs> Silly kitty. Oh, man. We will roll an eight-sided die. But if you... So if you roll an eight... Nope. If you roll a one... Darn it! And you're going, I don't know what happened. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> if you roll a one, then you're going to roll a six-sided die for those same six categories, except it has to be local, so Idaho or any state bordering Idaho... And if you roll an eight, then that's a wild. You can talk about anything you want. So, Decker. Yes, Katie? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm so glad you asked while I'm trying to get into the drive right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, so I rolled true crime last time. Hey. And I, I mean, you can talk about any kind of like basic crime, like, like, and say, basic crime. Basic crime. You don't murder serial killers. Uh... You know your basic serial killer. Yeah, your basic serial I'm like... <laughs> oh! There needs to be a list of like, the most basic serial There... Hello, sir. Really? <laughs> there is a show on Netflix you should watch. Mm-hmm. It's called Criminal UK. And it's it's just three episodes. And they're all standalone. Okay. And it's about interrogators. And so they, there's one episode, that in, in each episode they interrogate a different person about a different crime. And the first episode they interrogate uh, David Tennant playing a doctor Fuck yeah. who is accused <laughs> of murdering his stepdaughter. Or maybe just his daughter. His daughter. Uh-huh. And then the next episode... It's David Tennant. Like... The next episode a woman is accused or being questioned about the death of some other man. And then... So they're all standalone episodes, but it's really good. <laughs> I think he just—I think he just checked to see if I was actually sitting in this chair. <laughs> you, can I? Are you sure I can't fit in this chair? <laughs> this is like his version of pouting. Like, he's just okay. Like, bye. I guess I'll go. Oh, Since you're in my chair. Have you seen uh, the new season of Mindhunter? I have not. So good. I am the worst. So good. I am, however, caught up on Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. So, uh, but yeah, so I got uh, back to, you know, basic basic crimes and such. Um, I got True Crime, and I was trying to find another fun, oddball one that many people have heard about, but they don't really know about. And while I was thinking, I really couldn't think of anything. Someone was talking about uh, Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. I immediately think of Santa Claus. I was like, oh shit, 
is there a crime with Santa Claus? I mean, you know there is. Oh, of course. You know there is. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's too simple. That's too simple. And I was like, what, is, what does Santa do, though? Because, like, I'm not sure. I think this episode starts released around the Christmas season. I can't. Or just before it. I think it's just before it. Yeah, because it's going to be... Like November, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, what's kind of going to... I'm going to break my rule, but I was like, what's kind of like in the spirit of that? And I was like, well, Santa goes down chimneys. <laughs> chimney I, crimes. Well, no, no, and then I remember, I was like, holy shit. I remember... You always... Is this going to be about dead bodies found in chimneys? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> You're really excited for that. I love the energy. Keep that. Um... <laughs> no, but it reminded me of the story I heard about when I was... In like when I was a teenager and it was a story about this burglar that was trying to break into a house and they were on the roof. Via chimney? Uh, that's the first one I heard. So they're trying to climb in through the chimney and so they fell in through the roof and then they sued the people because the roof wasn't stable and they won. What? Right. And I was like, where's the story? Turns out that's not the story, but I found the story oh. that was inspired by that. So... I'm going to talk about Bodine versus Enterprise High School. So you might be wondering, Decker, why are you talking about a high school? Well... Decker, why are you talking about a high school? Thank you. I'm so glad that this is very interactive. You know, <laughs> I expect everyone listening to respond back. It's like Dora the Explorer, where, like, you don't have to answer. Check the fucking backpack! <laughs> but I will say, <laughs> right! <laughs> um, so let me kind of give you some backstory to this. Um... Uh, in the morning of uh, March, I think it was March 1st at, well, I don't know why this thing now says fall, because I'm pretty sure it wasn't In fall. the morning of fall. In the morning of fall. Um, Evil will find you. Why in the hell? Okay, so this is why I have sources, and luckily I have them saved. Sources, take me to the original post, because that's incorrect. Stupid notes, try to tell me it's an <laughs> autumn. Uh, yeah, March 1st, 1982. <laughs> I was fucking right, brain. Okay. Um, it's autumn now. I don't know Maybe why. Maybe that's what to... you were thinking about. Yeah. Um, well, right here it says, the oh, the morning of the fall. Oh, never mind. I misread that. Anyways, back to actually learning how to read. Uh, oh, that kind of fall. Yes. I see. Yes. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's not in autumn. <laughs> um, uh, I need his first name. Uh, Rick Bodine, who is a recent high school graduate, along with three friends that he works with at a Denny's, um, which by the way they made like three twenty-five an hour. I guess mm-hmm. that was important for the story. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is a nineteen. 19- I just want to throw this out that I it really pisses me off that they think that they can pay servers shitty wages like that because they get tips. Well, I think the whole point of that mention too. Was to like kind of like paint a bad light around this mm-hmm. person because they really I don't which really I think that paints a bad light on America. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but um, he was with his three roommates and another friend who were also um, 1981 alums at Enterprise High School. Now this is in Redding, California, which is in Northern California. So I've heard of this. Cool. Perfect. They went to Enterprise High School. To steal spotlights off of a roof. Uh, for what? They went to the, you know, like those little floodlights? Uh-huh. And they went to the high school to steal those. Like as a prank, or did they have another use for those? Not mentioned. But they were going to shoot porn. 
Maybe. <laughs> all of them? All of them? A little group session? Uh, in 1982 uh, with no, a little... Uh, uh, no. <laughs> um, no. Which they also stole from the video department. Okay, so, but what happened was, the uh, the first, uh, the four of them first tried to get the spotlights by using a homemade rope ladder, but it, it, it broke. It broke, and they could not do it. Well, we tied uh, all of the sheets together. Yeah, they tried to get up through the high school tennis court, right? So I do imagine, like, the uh-huh. like, floodlights, like, two, two, two. Right. Oh, okay. And um, so they got uh, boating up onto the roof. In what way? I don't know. But um, he got up on the roof, and his companions eventually told police that he freed one of the lights. So they got one of the lights, and he got it down to. Like how they say freed, like it was held Liberated. prisoner. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it uh, wasn't where it was supposed to be. <laughs> you <laughs> go towards the light. That's you. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's on the roof, and he got one of the lights and passed it down. But as he was walking to go get a, what they assumed to be a second light, some people say he was going to go get one, some people say assumed, so I'm just going to say for right now it's assumed to get a second light. He crashed through a skylight that was painted over so he couldn't see it. Because it's painted black. So as he's walking to go get this other floodlight, he walks onto it, crashes through the skylight, falls 27 feet on his head. Hmm. And be- when this happens, his compatriots, his fellow, uh, uh, fe- uh, uh, his uh, fellow fellows. I was gonna say, no, no, I was gonna say felons, but I was like, that's not right. His fellow, uh, uh, do they run? Huh? No, they no, 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 no. Off. They actually break. Sorry, I'm gonna abandon that thought because I can't think of a word apparently. Um, uh, uh, God, I'm still trying to think of it. Jack and apes. There we go. I'll just throw that one <laughs> okay. out. Okay. They break through the window to the gymnasium. It's the girls' gymnasium. They break through the window, open the door, run in to go check on them in the dark. They can't see anything, of course, because they weren't prepared to bring a light, even though they just freed a light. <laughs> um, and they. Uh, found that he was uh, wasn't really moving at all and so they uh, they ended up having uh, one of them and I guess his name was Larry Crow he ran off to the nearest fire station to call an ambulance and um, there was brain damage that he suffered from this fall and it led to him eventually being a quadriplegic and a mute hmm right now, I want to put this in perspective because I like math. And I was like, mm, how much how much force, like, what is, how can I kind of, like, make people understand how, like, how much damage this person suffered? Well, I actually found an uh, article that talks about fall and the amount of force you uh, suffer from the, uh, oh, shit. Uh, is it this one here? From the, oh, shit. It's from Virginia Tech. Huh. There's an article written about it. And I found it. And so I, I'm going to do an approximation where if you fall from 25 feet, you are exp- you're technically falling about 27 miles per hour. That fall lasts just over a second. And you experience about 10,000 pounds worth of force. Jeez. Yeah. So like... And he was two feet higher than that. Yeah. And the the... Uh, OSHA recommends that no one experiences more than 1,800 pounds of force. And he did that mm-hmm. all on his head. He's lucky to have even been alive by falling on his head. But um, 
Because of this, though, the state declined to prosecute Bodine because they viewed his injuries as more than sufficient punishment. They're like, mm-hmm. he's trying to steal floodlights, they're not that expensive, and now he's pretty much paralyzed for life. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's no reason to charge this guy. But, because they, uh, not because they didn't charge him, but um, because uh, the family was upset about what had happened to their son because he crashed through, and they're like, why was the skylight painted at all? Um, the attorney decided to sue the school district, arguing that the district was negligent, given that the similar painted skylight um, at Shasta High School uh, in Reading had resulted in a death of someone in 1981, literally nine months earlier, from someone trying to get to the swimming pools after hours. And I actually have that case as well. Now, that court case, um, <clears throat> which is called Roland versus Christian. Okay, sorry. But um, the one where that, that kid died, though, he was going over to uh, try and swim. He died, and nothing ended up happening because of it. Um, there was, like, no loss or anything like that. But um, there is an article, and it's a Statute 847. Uh, or no, that's the new one. But uh, So before this, though, if there was ever an accident, I know I'm kind of tripping over my words here, but if there was ever an accident in someone's home or someone that owned property, any damage to the, the, the inhabitant uh, that's currently visiting, the owner of that property has to pay medical dues. So this is kind of like when we were talking about jaywalking, that was always like, well, the car's bigger, car pays. All right. And so what happened was, is they sued um, the school and Joseph, uh, Judge Joseph Redmond ruled that um, under the precedent of Roland versus Christian, sorry, that was the one I was mentioning earlier, criminal conduct would not bar Bodine from suing or collecting. Okay. So... They sued, and the insurance company, which was Home Insurance uh, Company of New York, they settled for $260,000, and they upfront plus an additional $150,000 per month for the rest of Bodine's life because of this. And there was so much outrage because of this lawsuit that in California, a bill was introduced, um, Bill AB 200 in 1985, and the subsequent adoption of Statute 847, was accepted, which restricts property owner liability towards plaintiffs engaged in certain felonies. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened three years after the lawsuit had finished. Um, now, since that, though, he, he gained the ability for basic speech and partial use, use of his hand and arm. Now, the family was not super stoked about this because, uh, or they weren't stoked about the results of the suit because that $260,000 almost all of it went to the uh, lawyers. Huh? So they got, like, no money out of it, which the whole point was to help cover, like, the medical costs and stuff. And they're like, well, shit, we went to court. We won, but we... Yeah, we get uh, $1,500 a month, but we still have, like, these thousands of medical bills that we now owe. So um, they were not stoked. Uh, and eventually um, his mom and him moved to a different area and they bought a house. It was like a uh, very simple two-story house, which I thought was kind of ironic. I'm like, after your fall, I don't think you'd ever want to have stories again <laughs> like in your buildings, right? And you just have to keep, um, stay on the bottom. 
But uh, so the the one I was mentioning though was in June sixth, nineteen eighty one. Paul Andrew Schur, who was nineteen, he fell his death through a skylight at Shasta High School. Um, yeah, so he was going over the roof uh, to the school's closed swimming pool, and this death brought neither suit or settlement. But they use that example because like this happened mm-hmm. and this was neglected. So even though he's trying to do something wrong, someone that was not doing. Um, you know, that not someone that did not have criminal intent could have also had this happen, right? So that was kind of their argument, which I think, in a sense, is valid. Which, and I, I agree, that is valid. But, but also, the law places a lot of weight on criminal in, on intent. Yes, intent. Had he not had criminal <clears throat> intent, he would not have been up there. <coughs> if this was someone doing maintenance and that happened, then absolutely take them for all they are worth. Yeah. So here's um. Here is a, another story, though, which is Roland versus Christian. So a similar thing where a guest in the apartment of defendant Nancy Christian, uh, which is James Davis Roland Jr., um, he requested to use the bathroom, injured his hand, and injured his hand on a broken water faucet handle. So, and the reason why this one's important is I, this one's the one that I believe plays into the... Uh, the urban legend? No, 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 no. This is the one that plays into the property thing. Where uh. I mentioned, like... Uh, I hurt myself at your house. It doesn't matter, like, if it was, like, me being stupid or something like that. Because I'm in your house, you need to pay for my bills. Because you're responsible for making sure that I don't hurt myself because ever in I life. can't handle myself. Right. I am a giant I also toddler. saw there was, a, there was a story where um, a burglar broke into a house, was trying to steal a TV. Um, the person woke up, and they spotted them. And, of course, they're like, they're like hey! And it spooked the guys who tried to run. There was a skateboard in the middle of the hallway. He stepped on it and, like, freaking Home Alone style, <laughs> fell down the stairs and hurt himself. And he was able to sue the person because of uh, there, there should have been a skateboard in the hallway because that's a safety hazard. It's not. It's... Yeah. But uh, so for this one, though, in terms of. The... Which is very interested in, interested, interesting in contrast with, um, like, Stand Your Ground. Mm hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I don't think California yeah. You can send the ground, but, but also you hurt the plaintiff. <laughs> um, America. But, so the defendant had complained that, that to the landlord about the broken handle, but did not warn the plaintiff, right? So this is like they knew of a hazard. They didn't warn anyone about it. Um, and the, the trial judge granted um, summary judgment on behalf of the defendant and the plaintiff appealed. Now... This person wrote the majority opinion, which explained uh, common law distinctions between the invitee, licensee, and trespasser, um, traditionally determined the duty of care owed to the possessor of the land to a plaintiff. Right. So basically, if someone trespasses on your land and gets hurt, if uh, someone's invited over and gets hurt, or someone that's authorized to be on that property gets hurt, the person that owns that property has to pay for damages. That was the old ruling. Okay, I was right. like, no, no, that's that is, not better. <laughs> that is no longer the ruling now, at least in California, where it's like, no, no, if you have ill intent, right, or you were planning to cr- commit a crime, mm-hmm. you cannot sue people that you're trying to steal like, If from. you're over there acting a fool, you need to, those are your consequences. Don't try to put them onto somebody else because you're an entitled little fuckwad. Uh, and here's a fun little quote here from uh, Roland. So it says, a man's life or limb does not become less worthy of protection by the law, nor a loss less worthy of compensation under the law because he has come upon the land of another without permission or with permission, 
but without business, but without a business person's purpose. Reasonable people do not ordinarily vary their conduct depending on such matters, and to focus upon the status of the injured party as a trespasser, licensee, or invitee in order to determine the question whether the landowner has a duty of care is contrary to our modern social mores and humanitarian values. So he says it doesn't matter the intent of the person. If they get hurt on your land, anybody could have gotten hurt on your land, thus you're held liable for it. That was the old ruling. But because of what happened... If like, I want to fill my backyard with bear traps, that's my goddamn prerogative. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's the story of what the original thing that I heard about was someone breaking through uh, the uh-huh. roof and suing them because they fell through a skylight. It actually was... They did fall through a skylight at a school try to steal some stupid spotlights. And I feel bad. I do feel bad for the person because while it was a dumb crime to do, and while he should have paid for it, I think being a quadriplegic for the rest mm-hmm. of your life or trying to steal a stupid spotlight is very unfortunate. Because I was trying to follow up and see if there was any news about them or if I could find like any pictures of mm-hmm. them. And I can't find anything. So Maybe I don't, don't that... take things that aren't yours. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of these things would not be an issue if people would just also not be an it just kind of reminds me of like my my next thing would be like well the, the security system alerted them and if it hadn't been there i could have gone away yeah you know what i mean it's like yeah just because you didn't succeed does not mean what you did is not wrong <laughs> yes like, so yeah <laughs> i'm suing them because their security system alerted the police to my presence in their home yeah and i did not make it out of the door with their tv which which hindered my freelancing opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Therefore, I missed my appointment with the fence. So, uh, that was that was my fun story, and I hope that you found that interesting. Had you heard of that story before? I don't think I had. Yes! I finally fucking did one! I was too <laughs> crying, you didn't hear of it. Like, there was, cause there was the Ghostbusters one! And, like, I didn't know. Uh, I couldn't wait, so I was like, I finally fucking have one. <laughs> um, cool. But, uh... I just... And- it's frustrating because that seems very much just like entitled assholes that are like, I did a stupid thing and you should pay for it, not me. Well, and it's also, I'm glad that law isn't in place over there in California, but you always hear about the spirit of the law, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I'm not sure how that's argued in court necessarily because well, like, a wanna... law is a law, but if you like, what's the intent behind the law? Like, how much do you argue that? Because I, I, I have to believe I couldn't find, the, I didn't find the transcripts at all. You'll get into that a lot if you talk about constitutional law. Yeah, because like, well, I mean, like the right to bear arms. Right? I'm sure that that's one of the ones that's most frequently brought mm-hmm. up of all time. Um, <clears throat> but I'm sure it was brought up where it's like, hey, you know, just because. There is a law stating that someone can be sued regardless of their intent doesn't mean they should actually get sued because someone mm-hmm. had ill intent. Well, this is, and I've seen... That's rewarding bad behavior. I guess I've seen similar cases where someone has attacked someone and that person fought back. Right. And then the aggressor sues the person that was defending themselves right. for, for their injuries, assault, which right? is... Fucking bullshit. Well, it's always, it's, I feel like it's never just physical assault. It's also for, like, emotional Pain trauma. and suffering. Yeah, I'm like, Go eat fucking a dick. dick. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, <sighs> shit. Just, ah. People are the worst. So, more of the story, if you're going to steal, don't, don't hurt yourself. <sighs> don't, it's not yours. Fucking leave it alone. Yeah. 
If the pool is closed, come back another day. Ugh. Okay, so, Katie. Yes, Tiger. What the fuck are you talking about? Because I honestly forgot what category you rolled. I got current events, uh, and I wanted to. Oh dear. Yes. <laughs> I just got a message from Fran to our little like D and D group. Uh huh. And it says, when a druid wild shapes into a creature they've only read about. And it is a cat with a human face on it. Dude, that's so funny that you say that because my character can shapeshift in all humanoid entities. Mm-hmm. With like a, but I, I, like, I can change my subtype, but I just can't change the humanoid main species. So like, I can look like an ogre or like a troll or like a, uh, um, a drow. A shrimp? Uh, like a... Uh, Cyclops? Oh, you said humanoid. I guess a shrimp is not human. Yeah, a shrimp. A humanoid shrimp. A mantis shrimp. Which is shrimp. just a small boy. Um, no! No! Uh, uh, could you turn into... Uh, fuck, what's his name? Carl? Larry! His name... The, the lobster from Spongebob. He's humanoid. I guess he's technically humanoid. He'd be humanoid with a crustacean subtype. <laughs> uh, probably... And, and when I say turn into, I don't get the attributes of it. No, it's yeah, a, I know. It's an illusion. The physical. Mm-hmm. Right, so. Um, anyway, so that's short interlude. Yeah. <laughs> I had current cool. events. Uh, and I was like, yep, so I want to continue with my spooky adjacent theme forever. Uh, but I came across this and I was like, oh, I, I feel like I should cover this. It'll probably be, be a quick bit because it's kind of an update on something I talked about. A while ago. Ooh, a double take. Cool. Um, do you remember when I talked about the Lion Air flight in mm-hmm. Malaysia that crashed? The black box, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> recently, every single Boeing 737 was, right? yeah. was grounded. Okay, recently? As in, like... Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how recently. It's been a while. Because I know they were, I know they were it was grounded. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I think it was, what like... What about the Maxes? That that's the seven thirty seven. Yeah, they just all seven thirty sevens grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank God. Yes. <laughs> someone who's like been uh, who flew kind of recently. I'm glad I wasn't. I don't hope I wasn't on one of those. I honestly didn't bother to check. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, the so, so a couple of things have happened. Boeing stocks have dropped. They Pretty significantly. They fucking deserve it. And they're continuing on a downward. For being negligent like that? Oh, well, it gets better. Like, anyone, rich or poor, like, the, they all could have fucking died. So the, the particular system that we were talking about that was causing these issues was the right. MCAS. Right, and that was, can, can you remind me, or like any of the new viewers here, like um, what that was? Because I think... That was some sort of a, like an auto... Automated auto thing where... Highlighting thing where it would remove the ability to... Uh, if they were having trouble piloting, so they would... didn't it try to force them to a nosedive is yes. what it was doing? Yes. It's basically, like, I think I think you said, if I recall correctly, it was it was the ability for the plane to register what like like what altitude or level it was at. Yes. Because it was trying to correct for us. So I think it was tipping up and trying to level Which down, would send it into a nosedive, nosedive because yeah. it was... Yeah. Um, so Boeing stocks have dropped. Something that's interesting is, is it like at GameStop stop levels now? Uh, GameStop stop. 
GameStop stock levels because the GameStop the well, last GameStop is at three dollars and fifty cents. Stupid. No, <laughs> uh, it's at three hundred and thirty-one dollars and six cents. Okay, so it's about like hundred times more than that. Uh, d- <laughs> yes, <laughs> Boeing is doing better than GameStop. That's okay. We'll get um, the GameStop. We'll get there together. <laughs> But something that I thought was interesting is that the stocks of some of their suppliers are also dropping. So there's a company called so it's kind of Spirit like Aero Systems, and they specifically made the fuselages. Fuselage. 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 Yes. <laughs> for the, the 737. Uh, their stocks have actually dropped a, a, a decent chunk, actually. It's a wonder we have a podcast with how hard it is for us to use our speech. <laughs> Surprised. Use my words. Welcome to listening to our gobbledygook. Welcome to... <laughs> um, but so their their stocks have actually dropped 4.8%. And then okay, that's a good uh, General Electric, which oh, makes gee. the engine, uh, theirs have fallen 1.9%. So not as drastic. Okay. But still probably still, a lot of money for General Electric, though. Oh, yeah. I'm sure their stock is quite yeah. hefty. Yeah. Um, so imagine it being on the same scale as And part of, part of that is because the UBS downgraded the status of Boeing stocks to... So they were at... UBS, what is that? I don't know what that acronym is. Okay. I'll I know it has something to do with the stock market. They downgraded it from... I want to say it was at buyable, and they downgraded it to either... I think it was neutral. Or don't. <laughs> um... Uh, looks like it's an investing stock corporation that recommends stuff for. And investing. I I should specify that it was specifically the the seven thirty seven Max series. Yeah. Um, which yeah. has been particularly troublesome for Southwest Airlines because they ex- they have an all seven thirty seven fleet. Now they're not all the Maxes, but they've had to ground a whole bunch of their airplanes yeah. because they'll fucking kill people. Looks like they might be like the Forbes of like the uh, stock industry in terms of that. So it's like their recommendations yeah. carry a lot of weight with what happens with mm-hmm. stock. So they they downgraded them from buyable to sure, which is a technical term. <laughs> so okay. here's the thing. Yes. Why did I find? I put the thing here somewhere. That's my favorite. But it's like here's <laughs> you're the like thing. I know I have this. Where's um, the thing again? <laughs> So there's some messages from a pilot, like a top Boeing pilot, to another colleague at Boeing. I think this is in 2016. Uh, it talked about how concerned he was about the, the flight control system and like how aggressive it was and the problems it was causing. Um, specifically called it egregious. And that pilot no longer works for Boeing. He now works for Southwest. <laughs> Yeah, good for them. Way not not fly our death machine. Yeah, he said uh, that he. What is it? it said that he unknowingly lied to regulators, because um, he was. He, he unknowingly he did. Yeah. So later, he told the FAA that they had removed the system, um, the MCAS. That's the auto. Flight, what, fuck, what was it? Right, I know uh, what you're talking about. Flight control, that's what it was, yeah. that system. Um, 
Because I know there was some issues where they're like, this wasn't in the manual, but then they added it to the manual. Yeah, but I think, they didn't give people time to read the uh-huh, manual. I think like, this particular a... pilot had been told that it, the system had been removed from the planes. Mm. You know what a good time to read a manual so is, Katie? When um, you're doing the thing. When you're doing the thing, right. I like to drive and pull my manual. I need to manual, land this plane. Like, hmm, <laughs> you know what? I want to learn, how do I get into... Hang on, uh, hang on. Let me just watch a YouTube here? tutorial. Uh, oh, oh, that's reverse. Just hold it there for a while. Okay. So... These messages come out, and the FAA is pissed. So they are angry about this because Boeing knew about these messages for months and didn't release them. Does that mean that they are technically liable for all the accidents and stuff? Like, were the accidents happening? I think they're liable for those. Yes. So that, yeah, because you could say if they knew they about knew. this, it like reminds me of like Equifax when they realized mm-hmm. that they were like like people's information had leaked and they ne- did not tell them for what was it? I think it was like five months. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, your information stolen. Good luck. That message it. was in 2016, and the Lion Air crash was like late 2018. And when was this reported? Early uh, yeah. Friday. No, no. Uh, when was the uh, the records of this dialogue? I don't know, but the dialogue happened in 2016. I'm not sure when. Okay, so between 2016... uh, Mm -hmm. But Boeing was aware of this. They were aware of that, okay. And they didn't release that information. Um, Boeing defended its training materials for the MAX, uh, saying that, no, no, it's safe. And they said on multiple occasions that it was fine. Okay, well, here's the thing. If, like... If I go, if I get into a car, and for the majority of the time, it's fine. But if that majority is 51%, you gotta tell me that there's a 49% chance that also I might be driving a bomb. Yeah. Right? So when UBS downgraded, oh, so yeah, they downgraded, downgraded, downgraded Boeing, their stock from viable to a neutral rating, they said... Our working thesis has been that the failures on the 737 MAX development by the company centered on fault-intolerant design compounded by poor assumptions of pilot response. It wrote in its downgrade, We now have to append that assessment further based on source material provided to Congress and the FAA on Friday that reinforces the perception and heightens the potential of incomplete disclosure, which inherently puts more money, trust, and time at stake. That feels like a non-statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of what I'm gathering, gathering from that is it's like... It feels a lot like, well, I mean, yeah, it was there, but they should have been better pilots. Well, that's why, I, I mean, that's what people tell me all the time. I'm like, you, know, <laughs> you should be a better pilot. I like, well, I don't, shouldn't be a pilot at all. I'm not trained for this. You drive for the first time. Well, you should be a better driver. I've only done this once. I didn't even take the test. <laughs> and then I actually just found another article that I think was published say, five hour, five or six hours ago. Plus, how do you, not even like four hours ago. How do you expect ago? someone to be good at something when they've never had the time to work on said thing. Right? Yeah. You're supposed to be good at this. I never said I was good at this. So like, uh, last Tuesday, I believe, which date means nothing. I don't know why I said that. Last it's Tuesday. irrelevant. Um, You're a Tuesday, listener. Top, a top Boeing executive left um, and is actually the first one to be out of his position in the midst <laughs> of this whole 
you know, 737 Max issue. Do you, do you think this is going to go like Bethesda did, where like they lost all their top execs for I don't a long know. time? Like, like basically like there's an exec dropping like every week. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to go do bigger and better things. I mean, I want to I go kill people with bigger and better planes. <laughs> well, if they were better, it wouldn't be a problem. Yes. Um, so it was Kevin McAllister, who was the president and CEO of Boeing Commercial Airplanes, which was the unit that built its passenger jets. I was going to say, that name sounds familiar. So not over, like, all of Boeing, but, like, the unit that built passenger jets. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's being replaced by Stan Deal. uh, Name unimportant. Who cares? Uh, (laughs) Stan Deal. Who is the head of Boeing Global Services, which is the unit that provides, or that, the unit of the company (laughs) that provides engineering, analytics, supply chain services, and training support to the aircraft maker's customers. Oh, it's being replaced by the person. By the people that didn't put the thing in the, yeah. Oh. Isn't that great? Oh. (laughs) Let's just, let's just give him more power. You know, he did such a fucked job the first time. I'm going to have you fix it. Well, more. (laughs) And something that I thought was interesting. Yeah. Was that, uh, Kevin McAllister, who is the one that left, actually came to Boeing from General Electric. And General Electric is the company that makes the engines, and their stocks also dropped. So I thought that was just kind of an interesting little Interesting. So he went over from General Electric to Boeing, Mm -hmm. and then is like, ah. And this particular guy came over in November 2016. So at that point, the 737 MAX was like well on its way to being certified. Even after the flawed safety feature. Do you know what he did at General Electric? I don't. Okay. Uh, so even the flawed safety feature was already a part of the jet's design. So he was he came into this after that had been a thing. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to say, do you know who built the um, autopilot? That navigation system that... I haven't seen anything that says that it's not Boeing. Okay. I was going to say, it would be really ironic if it was from GE. This guy moves over from GE to Boeing. And then he's like, oh, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, pieces out. Oh, um, so the plane has actually been grounded since March. Okay. So that is quite a long time. That is a very long that time. That all of the, the 737 maxes. And when have we been... say March, if you're listening to this in the future, and by that I mean like March 2020, it's not March 2020. It's Any time you could be listening to this possible would be the future from now. Right. But <laughs> March 2019 mm-hmm. is what we're talking about, I'm assuming. Um, I guess Boeing has also. All, Boeing has already taken a $5 billion charge related to compensation. Whoa. $5 billion? Uh-huh. Holy shit. And I believe that is specifically related to the two fatal accidents. So that's the Malaysia crash. and what then they I value th- that? Uh, I don't know. That's okay. Gotcha. Um, and I can't remember which the other crash was. Um, and it's likely... Did you say Boeing Boeing? Did yeah. Brain try to like make it like the show? Like that the, the play? play? Yeah. I don't know. It's possible. Is- if you did, I didn't notice. And it's likely that they will probably announce another charge again because of the continued delay. So I, I think I misspoke earlier. It's not compensation related. I mean, it, compensation to the people that bought these planes to use them as airplanes due to those crashes is why they are grounded. So I guess 
I don't think that made it any more clear. <laughs> their, their revenue as of June 2019 was just shy of $16 billion. That is a big chunk. That's a big chunk because they basically lost a third of their mm-hmm. income. So Boeing, their net income right now is negative $3 billion. <laughs> when you're negative billion that's dollars, a problem. that's a problem. So Boeing had been promising that it was going to submit a final software fix that would include completing a certi- uh, certification flight to the FAA by September uh, and that that would approval would have the 737s, the, the MAX line, flying again. Uh, but we have not heard any updates on whether or not they did actually submit one. And Boeing said that last week the company successfully conducted a dry run of a certification test flight, or flight test. So, eh. uh, the FAA has been pretty, pretty angry... Um, especially since they only just released those those messages stating, hey, this is super fucking dangerous. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, those were internal messages, but that's important. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm talking about. Just kind of an update on uh, that whole situation. I guess it's worth twenty six billion dollars. Oh shit! Like it's actual worth. So like if you do, if you think about like its overall worth, that's a fifth. Right. So oh, but okay. So here's what the FAA is saying. Uh, FAA said it found the communication between the Boeing employees about the safety system concerning, and that it is disappointed that Boeing did not bring this document to our attention immediately Dis- upon its discovery. Listen, it's not like your We're father. Dis- like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. No, I'm fuming. I'm furious. No, we are both mad and disappointed. Yeah, and also some people are dead. Yeah, and also you need to reevaluate your future. Yeah, that's the thing. You gotta have these accidents happen. For so long, till another business comes up and freaking just blows you out of the water. Oh, oh, but also here's the interesting thing. Boeing has been continuing to build the 737 Maxes because they have like a 4,000 long list of people waiting to buy them. So they've been continuing to build these even though they're grounded. Who wants to buy them? I don't know. It'd be like, here, you, you can buy these almonds. These almonds are at a low time value of... Two dollars a box, but for every box of almonds you get, you also have a good chance of it just being pure arsenic. But see, that's the thing. They even if they like deliver these planes, they can't fly them. They're still right. grounded. So you just lose money at that point. Why would you give Boeing the money? Yeah, tell it's... them like tell them to <laughs> kick rocks because they won't be able to fly. They're gonna have to walk. No, no, all of Christine's jokes, often that's why I drink, drink now, they're actually going to be real. I had to fly here with my arms. I, <laughs> boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, no, so that's that's the state of the world today. <laughs> Isn't it great? And now you know. <laughs> the more you know. But God, that's... But yeah, I, I felt compelled to cover that since I had talked about it earlier. And I was like, well, I guess this is probably personally, better than doing a spooky thing. Personally, I think $5 billion is not enough money. Well, that so that's uh, specifically to cover the compensation of the people that... Right. The airlines that bought the planes that have been grounded. They should be fined 
for the negligence and for the potential oh, catastrophic damage that could have happened. And if, like, what they should do, just my take, they should inspect every single 737 that they find. That's... And for every single one they find that has this issue, right, that one should be... Well, the max, be, the max 8 line for sure. Yeah. But, like, for they should find each one... And for every single one, they should have a massive penalty because mm-hmm. those are people that could have been in that plane and they could have they could have died. Mm-hmm. It's extremely unacceptable for them to not like they should feel the pain. Yeah, from that. It's how this even happened. Like it's just insanity. Like it's not like mine where like just one person got hurt. Mm-hmm. This is like, because of their own fault. Yeah, because of their own fault. This is like hundreds of people. Yeah, have died. Because, because money. Because money. Because it was more cost effective for them in the moment to continue producing planes mm-hmm. instead of doing a QA and making sure that they were actually ready to go. America. Yeah. <laughs> it, that makes me fuming. Because mm-hmm. it literally could have been anyone. It, yeah. Yeah. Especially Southwest runs an all 737 fleet. All of their maxes have been grounded. So I don't know how many other planes that they have. But, like, there's a lot out there. They were a very popular plane. Jeez. So here we are. <laughs> guess I'm driving everywhere now. So I'm I guess driving you're... across the ocean. <laughs> there's a, a line in Jekyll and Hyde right before... Uh, spoiler alert! Right before Savage dies. I mean, I've already seen it. Luckily, but... I mean, I don't know if they have. Oh well, I mean, they had like. <laughs> I mean, it's been around since the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> um, they when they're like, "Oh, where are you going?" And he's like, "I'm telling that to no one." Oh, I'm going to Aberdeen. And I was like, "You are not getting to Aberdeen by train. You cannot take a train to Scotland from England." Like. But see, the channel goes to France. Oh, shit. I forgot. <laughs> oh, I, I misdirected Hyde and myself. <laughs> I'm just gonna, gonna... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I'm sure he was thinking that he could, like, go there. And then no, Ab- Aberdeen's not in Scotland, is it? I don't know. I'm not gonna jog. Is it Ireland? Because I know he has to has cross a thing. Is it Aberdeen? I really, I really don't know. You were asking the wrong person. You're talking to the person that got lost in a square building. I can no, follow no, okay. map. Okay, so here's the map. problem. Aberdeen is in Scotland, and Scotland you most definitely can take a train to from England. Uh, we were talking about Ireland. Right. I don't believe there is an Aberdeen Ireland. Gotcha. So I don't know why we were talking about Ireland. <laughs> Just that you can't take a train there, I That's guess. That's right. It could be like Paulette who confuses them with like... Uh, Sweden. Oh, oh. Okay, no, there is an Aberdeen, Ireland. Boom. That is what, yes. I was like, what the fuck? I know, I know my geography is not bad. No, mine's horrific. Like, you don't, I barely even know. Also, if you search Aberdeen, Ireland, it comes up with a bunch of pictures of cows. (laughs) Is that their population? (laughs) They have a human famine instead? I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, guys, be careful out there. Like, it's dangerous. Yeah, and people, 
It's a shame that people <clears throat> with their greed and desire to have something succeed against the against better judgment from their peers, what they will do. And it's disappointing that, you know, supposedly the leading, you know, first world country has this kind of issue. America. So. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> so, fuck yeah. On that note, should we roll for next episode? We should. What do I have? I have my Chessex Violet Vortex test set. Violet Vortex. <clears throat> I think you rolled that um, another time. I've rolled it several times. I got a three. That is paranormal. paranormal. Yep. All right. And then mine is uh, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Mine's like Trivial Pursuit as a die. <laughs> so, you know, like how like, it has yeah. like, a different... Like, Pictorial? Yeah. Fuck Local! God damn it. I already... I already talked about you! Local news. Local current events. <laughs> that was me last week. Breaking news. Kuna still smells like cow. <laughs> <laughs> The sugar beet factory also sucks, and uh, we will continue to complain about our commute being 30 minutes, God help us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, cool. Local current events. <laughs> Man, natural ones. Am I right? <laughs> well... <laughs> Come back next week to find out what the fuck we're talking about. Bye. If you've got something to say, find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash WTF pod. Email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WTFAYTA podcast. That's WTFAYTA, our acronym, podcast. Our music was by Decker Hinckley. And our artwork was by Kirby Morfitt.